Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people, all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in today's episode, we're reading a story about two brothers named Cain and Abel, the sons of Adam and Eve, who we talked about in last, mm-hmm. the last episode. It's a story filled with jealousy and anger and crime. Dun, dun, dun. I know, it's suspenseful already That's, from the get-go. Oh my goodness. Well, do, you, do you have brothers? You I do. Own? I'm the middle of two. Okay. I mean, of three. I have two old, uh, an older brother and a young brother. Yeah, I just got, and I got an older brother. Yeah. So, uh, so this, I'm like, yeah, this is this is our world. We get this. How many of you guys out there have got brothers? Yeah. Well, think about those brothers as we talk about Cain and Abel today. So let's jump in. Open up your Bible to Genesis chapter four, and if you need to pause the podcast to get your Bible ready and open it up, then go ahead. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain was a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offerings, but for Cain and his offerings, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. Okay, well, here we are in chapter 4. We're talking about Cain and Abel, like we said, the sons of Adam and Eve. And the author has painted this scene for us. Life outside the Garden of Eden has continued. These boys have not only been born, but they're old enough to have jobs. And they don't dwell with God regularly, like in Mm -hmm. the garden, like their parents did. But they do seem to have some kind of special relationship with God because they're humans. Right. You know, a relationship that nothing else in creation has. And, And we hear that they've both offered... God, these, these offerings, these gifts is probably another way we should picture this. They bring a gift to God, each of them. So it says that Cain brings uh, an offering of the fruit of the ground. And he's described as being a worker of the ground, like a, like a farmer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so he, he like grows things that you might find in your produce section at the grocery store. Oh, I love the produce section of the grocery store. Yeah, it's pretty great. All that, kinds of interesting things. What's your favorite thing in the produce section? Uh, we buy, the thing we buy most of are apples. Yeah, I like apples. Yeah, we, we eat a lot of apples in our home. I'm a, I like a, I like on the fruit end, bananas. Yeah. But then I also like the avocados. Ah, the avocado. Gosh, they're so good. So great. Okay, so Cain works the ground, but, but Abel is a keeper of sheep. He's a sheep keeper. Mm. Have you ever spent much time around sheep? Um, not on purpose. No. <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> I mean, you might see sheep at the rodeo oh, yeah. or in a petting zoo. Yeah. Can I tell you, those are clean sheep. Are not all sheep aren't well, no, like I mean, that? one time my wife and I were in England and we were walking around this town that had a stone circle and you had to cut through people's yards. And this uh-huh. part of England, people were keeping sheep in their yard. Yeah. And we're walking behind these sheep. <laughs> I got to tell you, the only thing you can see when you're walking behind a group of like just random sheep, dingleberries. <laughs> <laughs> it's the grossest thing. Well, <laughs> that makes sense though. Yeah. When the, you know, they got all that. Wool. Wool, yeah. And things that just stick back there. You don't know what dingleberry wool. is. Yeah. Ask your parents. It's, it's, yeah, your parents would love to have a long maybe conversation a fun with uncle. you. <laughs> <laughs> fun uncle. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, don't Google it. Don't, you don't. Okay, so um, they each bring this offering to God where 
Cain brings some of his produce, it says, and, and gives it to God. But Abel brings, now detail is important in, in the scripture right. here. What it says is that he brings, uh, let me look, of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. Mm. That's important. Okay. Do you know why? Tell me why. Meat with fat on it is more delicious. That is true. That is true. You might not eat the fat, but when you cook the meat, especially when you slow cook it with fat on it, what happens? It just gives it more what? More flavor. Oh, it's so the good. rich, just like, yeah. ugh. Like you can't even eat this much because it's just so good. That's right. So the way we picture this scene is that Abel picked the firstborn from his flock, the very best, and, and chose the best part of it to offer as a gift to God. Yeah. So the author wants us to see that there's a difference in their gift. And the, the difference wasn't that one brought meat and one brought produce. It's that right. one brought the very best and the other just kind of like brought stuff. Like Cain could have brought the very best watermelon, the prize watermelon he, or something. He could have. But he, he just brought a watermelon. That's not or, what we're know. led to believe here. Yeah. It's just that it's like he just brought showed up. something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like the difference between wanting to do something and having to do it. Mm. Like when your parents ask you to do chores. Oh, now Ooh. we're hitting home. I know. It's getting now we're real on who's in the Bible right yeah, now. In in my house, uh, we expect our kids to unload the dishwasher, right? That's one of their regular chores every single day. Got to unload the dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between when they want to do that because they're appreciative of uh, what we provide for them and the home they get to live in and the things we have and keeping those things clean versus having to do that. You yeah. know, that, and that varies day to day. Sometimes you have to get on to your kids and remind them to do their chores and they do it, but not very happily. Yeah. And I definitely, there, there's times I can even tell at my house when the, when the dishwasher has been unloaded by someone who, you know, had to do it. Right. And when it's been done by, you know, like, hey, this is my job and my duty and I'm going to do this to the best of my ability because I love my parents. Right. Very different. different situation there. It's a difference really in motivation. Oh, motivation that's a big makes, word in our house. That is a big word. So motivation is one of the things we're supposed to see, the difference between Cain and Abel, why they brought the gift that they brought. One gift uh, comes from love and the other is more forced. Can you see the difference there? Yeah, definitely. So so then what happened after that? Well, we, we heard that God responded differently to their gifts. It says that he had regard for one and no regard for the other. And really another way to understand that word is appreciation. God appreciated one of the gifts, but he did not appreciate the other, the one that was that was more forced. Uh, so he appreciated Abel's gift because it was the very best, but but he didn't for Cain. You know why? Because God knows. God knows what's in your heart. He knows what's Absolutely. in your mind. Yeah. We, we as parents, guys, we know when you feel like doing something and we appreciate it when you go out of your way to not just get it done right. and have that attitude like the you know that stank face the, <laughs> yeah, the I did it because you made me uh-huh and then like the like I'm doing it because I love you doing it because I love you changes everything for sure and in this case it definitely did because God we already heard about God's response but then Cain because his gift was not regarded or appreciated by God says that Cain got very angry and his face fell oh what do you mean his face fell? Well, it doesn't mean that his face like fell off or anything. Oh. Well, we, I mean, 
there, there's some weird junk that goes down in the Old Testament. That's true. So, I mean, it, if his face fell off, I'd just be like, that's like a God thing. That's he a- did it. He just <laughs> no. said, you know what? Bam, there goes your face. Bam, face falls off. No, th- <laughs> that's a way of saying that he hung his head low. Like okay. when, when you are sad or upset or get in trouble and you, 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 know, you can't kind of lift your head up, you're more yeah. looking to the ground. That's really what we're supposed Aww. to see here. So, Poor guy. Right. Okay. So you, if you were to keep reading verses six and seven, and you should do that after you turn off this podcast, read this story for yourself. But God talks to Cain and he says, Cain, why are you angry? He tells Cain, the outcome here can change if your heart would change, if you would change. And then he issues a warning. He says, be careful. Sin. Now, remember, sin, we talked about last week, is anything that you say, think, or do that goes against God's will. Sin is crouching at your door. Its desire is for you. That makes me think of like, you know, like when you hear your sister coming down the stairs and you wait around the corner yeah, and you're like, she's like, pees herself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one way of crouching. But Uh the way the author writes this and the way God describes sin is more like, you ever, you ever watch one of those shows on TV where uh, wild animals are like crouching, ready to pounce on something and tear it apart like a, uh, like a lion. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like that. I remember this less time. Less funny for sure. Oh yeah. Less funny. And I remember this time being at the zoo with my daughter in a stroller and we got real close to that lion area and there's just a piece of glass between her yeah. and that lion. And he wanted to eat like she was a toddler. He just wanted to like turn her into a snack. And it was kind of scary to be that close to such a powerful animal. I think, like when I read this, that's what I think of. Yeah. That sin is this powerful beast ready to just crouch and tear something apart. God says, that's true for us, mm. especially for Cain. That's why he issues this warning. So what do you think happened? Let's read. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and they were in the field. Cain rose up against his brother, Abel, and killed him. Oh, Ooh. that's like... That is, that's, that's real. Yeah. I mean, plenty of people have said, I'm going to kill my brother, but gosh, he actually did it. He followed through. He followed through. And that shows you just how powerful sin can be. When you keep reading from verse nine on through the rest of the chapter, you see that God punishes Cain for that. God is obviously not happy. He tells Cain that he wouldn't be able to be a farmer anymore because the ground will no longer give produce to Cain. That's a big punishment. He's going to have to leave his home and become a fugitive or a wanderer. And that uh, anywhere he goes, uh, that he'll never really have a home with his family again. And so Cain responds to God. He gets really scared. He's like, people, the word's going to get out. People are going to know they're going to want to kill me because they know I'm a murderer. So God puts a mark on Cain so that people would know not to touch him, which is kind of weird. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. But but, uh, he says that anyone who kills Cain would experience vengeance. And it's like, you know, it's, it's how, how hard for him, how that, that sin really is dangerous and painful because yep. he was made to be this farmer and That's now right. he can't anymore. You know, he had to leave his family. We all love to be with our family, not every day, but right. most days that's the family God gave us. And he was now apart from his family. So that sin really like, it kind of really was bad. Sin is dangerous. That's right. My name is Gavin, and I am in the seventh grade. My question is, who are the people that Cain was worried would kill him? Where did they come from? Wow, good question. And for two episodes in a row, 
We don't, we don't know. know. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Where did those people come from? Yeah. Uh, we don't know. I'll tell you what some people think. Some people think that those would have been Cain's relatives, like his siblings and maybe their kids. And mm. as Adam and Eve had more kids, it'd be his relatives. And that's how that happened. Other people. Or, yeah. Or. Yeah. Other people point out that the Bible never says that this family were the only people on earth. That the Bible's just telling us these specific stories about these specific people uh, for God to make a point. So hmm. I'm going to tell you what, we, we don't really know which one of those is right. Yeah. And can we tell you a secret? What? No one knows. Yeah. Yeah. No one can know. But it brings up an important point. Your question brings up an important point. That... You should be a student of the Bible. Just like you're a student at school, you should be a student of the Bible starting now and for the rest of your life. You're going to grow up and leave school eventually, but you should never leave being a student of the Bible. It's something you should learn to uh, grow in and learn more about every day for the rest of your life. Well, that was a great question. And we have learned some things today that we definitely want to grab onto. We learned that sin is dangerous and that our motivations do matter. And while those are the things, the lessons we wanted to learn from this story, we also want to be thinking outside of just this one story in the bigger story of the Bible, what is the bigger lesson that we really should be taking away from this? That's right. We should always see these small stories in light of the big story of scripture. And so we connect what we learn here to a verse in the New Testament found Mm -hmm. in Ephesians chapter two, eight and nine. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Man, the big lesson for us all to learn here is it's not about what we can bring to God or how good we can be or how much like able our lives can be and less like Cain. It's, it's not really that at all. It's that God has given us this great gift of grace. The grace is love and forgiveness that we don't deserve. And that gift comes from faith faith in Jesus. And faith is really another way of saying trust. So when we trust in God, he gives us this gift of grace that we don't deserve through Jesus. So you've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. Continue the conversation with our free parents guide available at clearcreekresources.org. We'll see you next time.